Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Thursday, uh, December 9th edition of the show. Get the date right, Buck. That's important. We have the trial for Minnesota police officer Kim Potter underway. And right now we are being told that the National Guard is preparing for the possibility of that getting out of hand, depending on the verdict. Bring you up to speed on that. We also have the latest on Fauciite madness. He is telling us that he cares about freedom, but not really. Get the shot. Shut up. We'll get into it. And, of course, this swimmer, uh, this swimmer who is breaking all the records. People are finally saying out loud, what the heck is going on? This is wrong. Breaking uh, Ivy League records, maybe breaking the NCAA all-time records for women because it is a biological male who is involved in this. So we will dive into all of that uh, together, friends, in just a moment. As always, thank you for being here with me. We have to talk right now about One Share Health. For hardworking Americans, finding health care can be an expensive struggle, can feel like you don't have any real choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at One Share Health. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Their ACA-exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self-employed, or anyone who's just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard-earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee with promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go online to OneShareHealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or OneShareHealth.com. Make sure you use promo code BUCK for your special offer. Live well, pay less. See how much you'll save and put the freedom of choice back in your hands. So Officer Potter's trial is underway right now in Minnesota. Just by way of review, this woman shot Dante Wright. Um, She's a police officer. She shot Dante Wright um, when she meant to go for her taser. Um, she killed him. I mean, there, no one da- no one disputes the facts here. She killed the man who absolutely should not have been subject to lethal force by a police officer. There's no question about that. There's no uh, debate. No one's saying that she was justified in shooting him. Not, a, not even Officer Potter, uh, not even her defense. The issue is around uh, whether she is criminally culpable for killing him or if this would be along a, a civil issue, essentially, right? Is this, is this a, a person who should be held to a criminal standard where they will be imprisoned for a period of time? Dante Wright's, um, Dante Wright's estate is surely, if they have not already, going to get um, a lot of money, as they should, from, from the state. Uh, this was a tragic accident. And this, so this shouldn't be a case that has people it's very sad it is a tragedy but this shouldn't be a case where the national guard is on standby which right now they are the national guard has been called up and and prepared here for uh possible unrest in in minnesota um brooklyn center minnesota this is uh, outside minneapolis because if the wrong verdict comes out of this the quote wrong verdict uh, there might be riots now this is not an issue of 
anyone thinking that what happened was was justified or okay. This is entirely a question of under Minnesota state law, was this uh, a reckless homicide or involuntary manslaughter? Every state has different terminology for how they refer to these things. But under Minnesota law, what are we dealing with? Right. That's it. It's a question of a question of fact. Why is BLM gathering and acting as though this is part of the narrative of police killing unarmed black men, you know, out of racism? Officer Potter did not want to kill this individual, did not want to kill Dante Wright. She thought she was going for her taser. It was a terrible and, yes, in many ways, unforgivable error, but that is what happened. There's no doubt about what happened. So why create this tension around it? Why Why are there people who are saying um, that this could turn into a violent confrontation? Bad things happen in the world. There are tragic situations that will occur. That does not mean that there is racism involved. It doesn't mean that there's some systemic justice that is at issue. And to pretend there, pretend otherwise is just to exacerbate uh, pre-existing tensions and to make things worse than they would otherwise be. And I also give you BLM coming out to say uh, recently that they are um, supporting Jussie Smollett because you can never trust the police. Anyone who supports Jussie Smollett is, at this point, I mean, who, who believes Jussie Smollett or even is willing to say that, is essentially a moron. Um, I mean, no, no serious human being thinks that Jussie Smollett is not guilty, right? So what's fascinating is that back in 2019, Joe Biden tweeted this out. What happened to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jussie. Uh, okay. So he fell for the hoax, Joe Biden. Now he's president of the United States. Back then he was just Joe Biden trying to line his pockets. And I, I think that this is a, a moment where we have to recognize the BLM movement is in every respect um, damaging to this country in terms of its results. I mean, you can argue about what its intentions are. The results are bad across the board. The results are bad. So when do we get to have Democrats be honest about that? Well, they won't be honest about it. Democrats won't be honest about it because they view it as important for galvanizing and mobilizing the black community politically. And they know that if they don't at the national level get 90 percent of the black vote, they're basically never going to win another national presidential election. So they'll do whatever they have to do to keep this going. It's just a shame that this has to be. um, This is a moment in time where we, we see how completely intellectually dishonest the Democrat Party has become. Um, Officer Potter, I'd have to look at the statutes more specifically. My sense is she, look, she's guilty of involuntary manslaughter one way or another. And so it's just a question of what the punishment is and what happens. It's a tragedy for Dante Wright's family. It's a tragedy for Officer Potter's family. She didn't want to kill him. She made a terrible mistake. I mean, if, you know, if a pharmacist gives you the wrong pills and you have a you go into anaphylactic shock and you die, it doesn't make them a bad person. It makes them a culpable person. There's a difference. There's a difference there, right? They're not evil, but they made a mistake and there should be accountability for that. So we shall see how that one uh, how that one turns out.
Um, the Christmas tree uh, in, in front of Fox News that was burned down. Very happy to see uh, that you had Suzanne Scott, the CEO of Fox News, say that they're going to have a new tree and a new lighting ceremony and the whole company's invited and that's the way it should be. Um, but the the individual who lit the tree on fire, his name is Craig uh, Tamanaha. He's seen on video um, outside of City Hall also, I believe, exposing himself recently. Um, this guy's, look, he's... They describe him as emotionally disturbed. That, that's a polite way of saying this guy's crazy. He's a crazy person. Uh, this is a person who probably has untreated and pretty advanced uh, schizophrenia, uh, some kind of you know, severe bipolar disorder. You know, who knows? I'm not a psychiatrist. But I mean, he's got serious um, mental health issues that are not addressed, right? You know, a lot of us have mental health issues, by the way. People have mental, you know, you get depressed for a while. Tons of people get depressed. Winston Churchill used to battle depression terribly. He called it his black dog days. People get depressed, no question about it. It's just, what do you do about it? You know, do you spend more time in reflection, prayer with family? Do you go see a, a shrink, a psychologist, psychiatrist, deal with some of the underlying issues, perhaps take some SSRIs or medicine for it? I mean, that's you know, the same way if you get strep throat, you take an antibiotic for it, so you take care of it, right? I mean, everyone gets sick. Everyone gets sick. Um, I mean, I believe everybody deals with illness of the body, but also different illnesses of the mind, just how you handle it. Well, when you have an individual who is roaming free in the streets, who is untreated, I mean, it's essentially like the strep throat has not been treated with the antibiotics, which can be very serious, right? And that's what you have here with this guy. He's already out on bail. That's why I'm talking about this. So he's walking around, you know, showing people his hidden parts and lighting, lighting massive trees in, on 6th Avenue on fire for fun because he's a crazy arsonist. And he's already out on bail because of New York City bail laws. He's already walking the streets. He's out. How can anyone think that's a good idea? Democrats. Democrats. They think it's a good idea. They think this is something that makes sense. Now, not they wouldn't necessarily focus in on this specific case to make their point, but these are the policies they've put in place. This is what they've decided is the way forward. And we all see this and say, ah, so this is why cities are having the problems there. This is why you're less safe walking down the streets of name a city. Yeah, released without bail, the Christmas tree arson suspect. Just classic. This is, this is what Democrats do with their bad ideas. Their bad ideas have a real cost, my friends. It's, it's not just a theoretical cost. Um, it's something that we need to be very aware of uh, going forward. So we also um, need to be aware of our obligation to those who fought for this country. 20 years ago at this time, this nation was still reeling from the worst terrorist attack to ever take place on American soil. We lost 2,977 people on September 11, 2001. Now, in the face of horror, brave Americans responded... Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces. Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers made the ultimate sacrifice. Those heroes were part of the war on terror, America's response to 9-11. They fought for us but never came home. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever on Veterans Day this year in a new annual ceremony. Tunnel to Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The Foundation's season of hope runs Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve, at least one Mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days 
to honor America's greatest heroes. Do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation does fantastic work. All right, latest on Fauci, the evil lab coat tyrant. Um, Here's the kind of thing you can expect Dr. Fauci to say, and this is not a surprise to me, but you're getting a window into his mindset, which is, screw your freedoms, do what I tell you. We really have to get people vaccinated. I mean, I understand and we all understand how people do not like to be told what to do. They want to make their own choice and their own free will. I get that and I respect that. But these are unusual times. And you can't think only of yourself and your own personal opinion, but you've got to think about your communal responsibility to get yourself in your family and indirectly then the community protected. So I would prefer, and we all would prefer, that people would be voluntarily getting vaccinated. But if they're not going to do that, sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular, but that clearly supersede individual choices and are directed predominantly at the communal good. At the communal good, he says. Who gets to determine what the communal good is? Who gets to make that designation? Dr. Fauci. Who has allowed for a situation where you have children still? This happened in uh, Portland. There's video of it now. uh, Who are eating in 30, 40 degree weather outside, sitting on overturned buckets, separated from each other, social distanced, like prison convicts because of the fear of COVID. Because overanxious, idiotic Democrats, by the way, who run the school systems in major cities, This is all a Democrat thing. This has now become a Democrat identity issue. The same way that climate change, which no no reasonable person sits around thinking, oh, my God, I need to change everything about how I live my life to lower my carbon footprint because otherwise the world will end. No reasonable person actually thinks that. That's that's not a thing. But it becomes an issue of uh, a secular faith. It becomes an issue of religious belief for people who don't believe in religion. And that's what's happened now with Fauciism, too. Fauciism has overtaken any sense of whether this is public policy that is justified when you add everything else in. People just do things. People mask up outside now, alone, still, even after they've been told that's not really necessary, even by Fauci. They still do it. doesn't matter. They can't turn it off. They, they can't stop. This is how they view it, and that's not going to change. So Fauci's out there telling you, uh, yeah, I like freedom, but sorry, times are tough. Do what we tell you. And that's the way that he, he sees it. Um, and Ted Cruz, fortunately, is out there pointing out to everybody that, you know, these vaccine mandates they're pushing, they're illegal. I mean, the government is violating the law. The federal government, the Biden administration, is violating law in the name of law. It's awful what they are doing. And here is an example of it, Ted Cruz, just laying it down. The vaccine mandated is illegal, it's unconstitutional, and it's a grotesque abuse of power. Uh, And I think Biden knows that. I think the White House lawyers told Biden uh, that this is illegal. This will get struck down in the courts. And cynically, I think they made the decision to ram it through anyway, assuming that litigation will take time, will take months or years. And in the meantime, a whole lot of people will obey. Last night's vote was a really important vote. We voted 
on rescinding Biden's vaccine mandate for private employers. It passed with a bipartisan majority. Every Republican and two Democrats joined us. He's right about how they're hoping to just ram this through before anyone even figures out what's going on. He's right about that. And that's the Democrat plan here. Abuse power while you can deal with a fallout later. Shred the Constitution when it's in front of you. Worry about letting somebody else patch it back up. This is appalling. It's appalling what's going on right now. And uh, we're going to need to step up and, and fight against this. We really are. All right. Now, just one more thing here on the transgender swimmer. Um, I, you know, the, the, one of the things that makes me so upset about these issues of trans rights is that they really, uh, the left, the authoritarian, aggressive left, uses the fact that you are a good person. They use this against you, right? Because they say, just be, just be kind to people. Just be accepting. Don't you want to, like, make people feel better? Why are you being so mean, essentially? And I'll tell you, I mean, through much of my life, why are you being mean about something works very well with uh, an entry point? I, oh, gosh, am I, being, I don't want to be mean. I hate being mean. That's really what the left does with a lot of issues. They certainly do with the transgender issue. Um, because what you should say when someone points that out or someone says that to you is, I'm not being, I'm not being mean. I never say, to, say demeaning things to people or to mock them or certainly not to um, harm them in any way. But... We're talking about policies and laws and rules, and I refuse to be party to lies. I keep saying it's the famous Solzhenitsyn essay, live not by lies. Don't let people make you live your life with lies all around you and that you have to affirm, that you have to celebrate. Men and women are biologically different. The left is trying this thing where they force you to bend the knee on something that is just not true. And you shouldn't do it. And we shouldn't say Leah Thomas is a she. Leah Thomas is a he. Leah Thomas is a biological male. X, Y, chromosomes. Change your name, fine. Your name is whatever you say your name is. Your gender is not whatever you say your your gender is. It's not. I can say I'm nine feet tall, which would probably be even taller than I would want, but I could say that. That doesn't make it true. Now, if I said that, people shouldn't mock me. I mean, I might be having some kind of issues, or maybe they would mock me, but it doesn't mean everyone else has to walk around saying Buck is, you know, a, a human Christmas tree. He's nine feet tall. No, of course not. Makes no sense. So that's what I would say, friends, about this. Live not by lies. Do not let them. I, do I care about NCAA swimming? No. Do I think college athletics in general gets more focus than it should? In the media, yes, but who cares? That's, that's neither here nor there. Certainly swimming. Um, but live not by lies. That's what I, that's just, I'll end on that today with all of you. Thanks for being here with me, and I look forward to talking to you all tomorrow. Shields high.